Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today is February. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story about that kind of thing, too. Uh, March 19th. Nope, it's 2020. March 19th. There we go. And it's a Tuesday. No, it's not. It's a Thursday. Oh, man. All right, we're off to a great start. Um, everyone's laughing, so I'm going to keep talking. My name is Jake Mathis, and this is from Bob's office. Sitting here with me is Jacob Bomber, who's currently laughing a lot. That has to be the most times you have messed up in one sitting. If you listen to the episode, you'll understand why I've messed up this many times. I like that you said March 19th. Nope, it's 2020. No, today is March 19th. <laughs> it's just in 2020. It's my stepdad's birthday. I, I, I know the date. I just forgot that it came out wrong. That was incredible. <laughs> we just got finished explaining to our guest how... The show might look professional, but it definitely doesn't sound professional. And Jake just wanted to make sure that we were not lying. So, good job. Yeah, I'm a truther. <coughs> oh, boy. The next voice you hear belongs to a 2019 graduate of Whittier Christian High School who's currently enrolled in Pepperdine University in Malibu. I was his math teacher in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, so we will have a handful of stories to tell from those times. He is one of the most positive, loving, genuine people I know, and I am excited for all of you to meet and hear about him. Ladies and gentlemen, Seth Hoskins. Oh, thanks, Bomber. That was really nice. Oh, you're super welcome. I never get these nice intros. You're never a guest. <laughs> Maybe I whenever, will. <laughs> whenever we actually do the one show that we're planning on doing, which the date is actually coming up very quickly, but I don't know how... I don't know if they're going to want to meet up. I mean, if we do it in that big room, we could probably do it. We spread out. <laughs> it doesn't work. I mean, I guess it does work. We can sit on like different. We could sit in different corners of the room. And that'd be really funny. Because <laughs> our our strings are sixteen feet. Sixteen? Yeah. There's a they little. They say sixteen on them. Yeah. You're a hundred percent sure they say sixteen. Between sixteen and fifteen, yeah. <laughs> That's a very small window. Yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure they say sixteen. <laughs> well. You're, it's 15, but oh. you're very close. Well, but, and the five does kind of look like a six if it's if you're not looking at it super great. You know, we could. Oh yeah, it's right there. I, that's I was looking right here to try to find it, but it's right there. In case you're wondering, it says it on the. <laughs> Just unplug my. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> staring Jake in the face. It is not. I was looking at you. It is not. Okay, just no, that that's sideways. That's not okay, staring. Look at him. Am I staring you in the face? No. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, on that note, on the betting note, actually, Jake won a bet against me the other day. Which one? You don't remember the... Uh, I don't remember either. Um, it was about the... Is about the name of something. Nah. I, yeah, I don't remember this at it all. It was at bowling, remember? And I was like, bet. And you were like, okay. But like that time, you knew, and I screwed it up. And I knew I screwed it up like right after I made the bet. I was like, oh, dang it. You're probably right. <laughs> I remember because I remember I was really happy, but other yeah. than that, I forgot. Well, if you don't even remember what the bet's about, then who cares? I mean, I got a dollar. <laughs> you did. I, I didn't ever actually pay. More than my current paycheck right now. <laughs> Yikes. Speaking of, <laughs> I never paid you the dollar. Oh, I think you did, but okay. No, I definitely didn't. I don't think. No, well, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm sure dollar. we'll make more bets in the future than you'll owe me money anyway. <laughs> I'm going to need this anyways. doesn't really matter. Um, so, yeah, on the note of no paycheck, that's because Jake doesn't have 
attendance at work to do because there is no attendance here at all. There's literally only two people on campus right now. In the middle of the day on Thursday when there would normally be 100 kids or so here and a couple dozen staff um, because we are in the middle of a quote-unquote pandemic. I don't actually know what the definition of pandemic is. Um, um, universal. It's So epidemic is one country. Pandemic is world. So I, I learned that global on, as opposed to universal. Yeah, I learned that on the, a podcast yesterday. We got, we got coronavirus on Alpha Centauri. Um, universal, including the universe, so it would be more. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we are on day four of this entire process, kind of happening in terms of there not being school anywhere. Um, some of the colleges closed a couple days early last week, um, but it's just a very weird time right now for two different reasons. A, everyone is supposed to like not be out doing things, so like we shouldn't even be in the same room together right now. There's only three of us, so it seems manageable, um, but in the next couple weeks, if we have guests, we might be doing them remotely, um, which will be a test of our technological savvy, but we'll make it happen. I'll do it. Um, remember when you were supposed to start talking about this first? Yeah, you were to start <laughs> going, so I... I totally hijacked that. So anyway, uh, to set the stage, we're all in here together, but that probably won't happen with future recordings for uh, the next however many weeks. I don't know. We could but, spread apart. But we'll Jake, Jake is going to talk about his experience so far. Yeah, so um, currently my entire life is shut down. Um, the three things I do most of the time, which is church, um, work, which is at a school, and youth group are all three on temporary hiatus because um, the spread of the virus is very easy, and especially with children that don't wash their hands because they're children. When we went on – quick side note. When we went to Lost Alley the other day, I watched four boys not wash their hands in the bathroom, and I'm like, this is ground zero. This is how we die. So high school boys, please wash your hands. Take that, LaSalle. So, yeah, my – well. All, that's my alma mater. Uh, those kids don't represent the school I do. Um, <laughs> you don't want that either. Uh, yeah, so... While Jake was talking, it made him so uncomfortable that he consistently rubbed his hands on his jeans because he could just uh, feel... Not my face. It's okay. <laughs> uh, also, I like the way these ones feel. They're brand new. Uh, so, yeah, my entire life is currently shut down. So I've been sitting in my room a lot. I've been playing a lot of Xbox. I'm pretty sure... That's why when my eyes keeps watering, I'm pretty sure I just burned it out. <laughs> but I've been playing with some of the guys from the youth group and stuff like that, so I've been trying to keep in touch with them. But other than that, it's been a really lonely few days because I'm just locked in my house, and most of the time my mom is not at the house living with me, so I'm mostly living alone. So I'm kind of just like chilling there alone most of the time. I'm running really low on toilet paper and water. So I'm really concerned for the rest of the few weeks. You have a faucet. I do not drink tap water. You are are 33% more likely to have cancer in your lifetime if you drink tap water. So you'd rather dehydrate than... 33% is insanely high. Yeah, I know. There's no way that's true. Okay. Do you have more to your story? About... About um, this. So if someone wants to drop off a bottle or a case of water at my house, that'd be very much appreciated. Um, 
is look the stat. He already is has. A no, stat. I don't have a stat. I typed in tap water in Google, and the first search result that came up is causing cancer. Huh. But I'm gonna assume that's because you have made the statement before, and I've looked it up before. Because <laughs> is your tap water safe? Is already clicked. Yeah, on. I'm pretty sure so we've, we've talked about it on this, this before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not for it. You're gonna find like a stat. Oh yeah, because we talked about the yeah. carcinogens. I don't know who we were with. Who was that with? I don't know. But it was a good conversation, and I was pretty sure I'm right. It might not be 33. I think it is a 16 or something. It is a percent chance of being closer to getting cancer. <laughs> Your percentages are insanely high. There's no way it's increased by a third. Yeah, man. No. Yeah. Nobody would be drinking tap water if that was the case. No yeah, one knows that's this. That's why the government doesn't yeah. talk about tap water except for Flint. Who <laughs> doesn't have tap water? If somebody is listening to this and has actual knowledge of how the water filtration system works in this country and this county and the city, and you would like to educate Jake so he can actually drink tap water and not die of hydro- I'm dehydration, not drinking tap water. then please send him some information. I mean, I can just boil the water. I think that will kill off the... Yeah, hydrogens okay. or whatever you it is. You solved your own problem. <laughs> that would take so much more time if I were to boil the water and then put it in the fridge <laughs> to Not cool if you it down. Did a lot of it at once. I do have that one really big pot in my kitchen. See? It can hold at least my head. Good to go. At least I, I your put it head. over my head before. Um, so moral of the story, everyone: don't touch your face without washing your hands. Jacob. No, it's Seth's turn. Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. Sweet. So, yeah, this thing is affecting me, too, obviously. But um, it's one of those things you hear on the news, and it's just like you never really think it's going to affect you or happen to you, but then all of a sudden it just does. Surprise. Surprise, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I was going to college at Pepperdine, and then, you know, I heard this thing on the news, and I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And then literally, like, three days later after I heard that it was in L.A., there was, like, this whole freakout on my college campus, and people were, like, wanting to just end classes and everything. And I feel like people were just doing it as, like, a joke almost. Like, you know, take the, take one for the team. Somebody get corona so then we don't have to do classes, you know? And it was, Yikes. like, it was kind of a joke, but now that not now that isn't really a joke anymore. And, you know, all of a sudden we just got that email, like, Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Like, hey, we're going to do online classes for the rest of the semester, and then you all have to get out of here by Sunday at 3 p.m. And everyone just went wild. Like, it was so crazy. Um, And honestly, it was really terrible because I felt like my entire life at Pepperdine, like, especially during the semester, just kind of came to a stop. Like, just suddenly got ripped away, and now you're stuck at home doing everything through a laptop. So it's not the funnest thing in the world, and I know that other people can relate. But, yeah, it's just – it's a wild scenario. And it's it kind of shows how much fear has, like – kind of grasped like taking a hold of society um especially my college campus too like you can tell my president at pepperdine is like kind of freaked out a little bit but it's also his first year so i can understand why he's stressed yikes that would suck so bad um so i have a question about your online learning real quick um so how do you think that's going to affect you like are you a person who has to be in a classroom to learn kind of thing or 100 percent? yeah i'm one of those people where it's like I'm kind of competitive when it comes to, like, in-the-classroom kind of deals um, for the most part. I mean, Bomber can – Mombi has his own opinion since he taught me in middle school. But. I don't remember you being competitive, but that's because I was too busy trying to make everyone else shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, our class was – that class was crazy rowdy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say it's just, like, when you don't have people around you, especially, like, classmates that will, like, help you out, but then also, like, seeing what other classmates do – on different assignments and like, um, 
you know, you just don't have that environment. It takes away a huge element from um, the education process. So, yeah, it's going to affect me. I really hope it boosts my grades, but I have a strong feeling that it's going to just, like, motivate me less mm. to do stuff because I'm at home and I have more distractions and friends to hang out with and more time on my hands. So, you know, I'm going to try and stay strong. <laughs> but, yeah. So, here, here's the battle that I have been having because I'm really bad at – I fully possess the ability to stay in my own house and not be bored. I had a friend text me today like, if you're bored, you can like look into these blah, blah, blah things. And I was like, I don't get bored. That's not a thing that happens because you I You make have, like 40 puzzles a week. Okay. A, I haven't done a puzzle in months because we don't have a table set up. Now you have time. I do, except – we don't have a table set up. Let me go not listening to me again. And in order to set the table, the way we need, I need something to put the puzzle on that's like a flat surface that works. Because we can't put it on the dining room table because we always have things going on on the dining room table. And we did have a little table set up in the living room, but the wood of that table is uneven so putting the puzzle on the wood it, like it's not even and it makes it rough to do you can't make a puzzle on a not flat surface so then we put like a tablecloth and that helped except that tablecloth was like really sticky and it wouldn't like the pieces wouldn't move mm -hmm. well there's a lot of things going on so i haven't done a puzzle in a while and i have like nine puzzles in my room that i need to do um but aside from that i love reading and i have a long list of books to read i currently i'm currently reading through two books one for work and one for pleasure but i have two more books sitting on there and i have literally 75 books that i are on my shelf that i need to read and i watch a lot of tv i recorded a ton of stuff over the weekend in terms of like there's a series on espn called basketball love story and so i've watched the first couple episodes of that and there's like five more episodes and they're each two hours long and I just finished part one of the Michael Vick 30 for 30, and both of those are two hours long, so I need to start part two, and I have multiple other 30 for 30s to watch. Not to mention everything that is on all my lists on Netflix and Amazon, and the entire library of Blu-rays and DVDs that I own that I was starting to go through alphabetically, and I'm still only on American Tale. So so I, there's no part of me is that, that is little bored. Mouse one? Yeah, it is. It's five little mouse gibbets. So... I, at no point, am ever in my home like, I have nothing to do. <laughs> like, that is not an issue for me in any way, shape, or form. All that being said, I would much rather be outside. I would much rather be out playing ultimate, playing basketball, playing disc golf, doing something. Um, and so <laughs> I've been really conflicted. We had 11 people go play disc golf on Tuesday, which was probably not advisable. But it was we did your it anyway. fault, too, though. What? You invited everyone. I yeah, I'm not gonna not invite people. <laughs> so plus we were outside. I feel like that's a little better. I mean, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to go anywhere. We're supposed to be in our. So this is my thing because we're supposed to. We have like a pod for frisbee that's supposed to practice tonight. And one of my friends asked if we're doing it, and then one of the other guys was like, "Uh, we definitely shouldn't." And so we're not going to. I don't think. Um, I'm not going to. And then beach on Saturday we always play, and that usually has somewhere between 15 to 20 people, if not more. And so I'm like, <laughs> don't think we should do that. Um, I'm a big fan of Chris Cuomo on CNN, and so 
every day he shows this like montage of just like hundreds of people out on the beach hanging out playing doing whatever and i'm like and he is just like people we can't do this this is the one time in your life where like you are being told it's okay to stay home and not go out and not do all these things like stay home and i feel like every time i go out i am like throwing it in chris cuomo's face and i hate that because i love chris cuomo um <laughs> did you so, see the video of the people that are on like spring break and like, yeah all these in florida idiots in Miami and they're like just like Whoa! no this is our time this is spring break the coronavirus can wait <laughs> one of the guys was like i don't even care if i get it yeah like whatever i'll get through it like what that's not how this works man it's not about you it's about everyone else and so that's kind of the point i was getting to is there are still a lot of people who like anywhere between the age of like teenagers to like middle-aged people who our bodies are strong and we have strong immune systems, but a, you don't show symptoms for almost two weeks. Mm -hmm. So like I could have gotten it last Wednesday and I still wouldn't know until next Wednesday. And so everyone I'm interacting with, like that could be spreading too. And then it shows up after that. B, we all like at some point interact with older people or young babies and like both of those situations, like they don't need to be getting this. Um, and even if not a lot of people are dying, a lot of people need to get treated. And so being treated means being in the hospital. And right now coronavirus is like the major priority in every hospital. So everybody that comes in to get treatment for it is delaying treatment to somebody for something else. And if coronavirus is taking precedent, then people with like diabetes, people with heart disease, people with these other conditions, they're the ones that get like left out and they're the ones that are going to die. So just because you didn't die from coronavirus doesn't mean that somebody else didn't die from something else because you had coronavirus. So Mm -hmm. we all need to do our job and reduce our outside movement as much as possible because that's what's going to stop the spread of it. And there's a lot of people who are like, this, we're all in a panic and blah, blah, blah. We don't need to panic. We just need to think rationally and make good decisions. And that's it. And not go buy all the toilet paper that existed ever. Because Please, I have one roll left. Someone please bring me some. I really think we should all invest in a bidet. (laughs) No, I do not disagree. I've never experienced one. Ashton is also very into that. (laughs) That makes it sound weird. No, no, like, I mean, like, very into, like, everyone getting bidets. He's very into his bidet. <laughs> Gosh darn it. You took this out of hand. No. You set yourself up for that. You actually, you set Ashton up for that. You threw Ashton under the bus, talking about how into his bidet he is. Great, now he's like going to fight me. I, Ashton doesn't listen to this. He might. He won't. I'll tell him. Okay. Oh, so you- <laughs> he listens to me. Okay. Good job, Ashton. Way to be a listener. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, do your job. Chill out. Find something to do at home. Uh, be thankful for teachers because teachers work really hard and all this online learning stuff. Some mm-hmm. teachers are doing, like, live video things that happen. Some have to prepare, like, days and weeks in advance to create stuff. It's very hard to do. Teaching is really hard in person with kids, let alone trying to figure out everyone's schedules and make things. It's crazy. So... Mm-hmm. Have patience. Reach out to those of us, myself included, Cody included, a lot of people who either have teaching experience or want to be teachers or are tutors. Like, we literally are here and available to help. 
we don't even need to be there in person. We can, I've helped people over the phone many a time. Um, so reach out to those of us who can do that and want to do that so that you as a parent aren't losing your mind and wanting to murder your children because we don't want that. We want this to be a positive family experience. We want you to be getting closer together and like building relationship. We don't want you hating each other because math is hard. So yeah, that's all I have. Seth had a story though. Oh yeah, I did. So uh, keep in mind, I was looking at it and there are 22 cases in Orange County. Okay. And so just keep that in the back of your mind. I was, I had a friend from Pepperdine who was, who actually lives in Paraguay in South America and he was going to travel back home, uh, just this Tuesday, but he needed a place to stay. So I brought him back to my house. And so he was staying there, um, for just like basically a night, but he was telling me, he was like, Hey man, like I'm going through LEX. I'm going to do all this traveling. Like, I really think it's a good idea if I get a face mask or like a respirator. And I was like, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think that's a smart move, you know, and some like gloves or something like that or hand sanitizer at least. He's like, yeah, I need some of that stuff. And I was like, all right. So I went searching around and I talked to my mom and she was like, go to CVS or Walgreens or like even Home Depot might have stuff. And I was like, all right. And so I decided to go to Home Depot first and I walk in and I mean, there's a lot of people in a panic getting all this stuff like power tools and whatnot, which <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect time We're to gonna build a shelter, protect ourselves, soundproof rooms. I don't know what they were doing, but then I, I walk up and I find the respirators and I pass by all this like hardware and like, um, like saws and stuff like that. And I pass by two guys talking and it's, there's one guy and he has like these really baggy pants and like a baggy like jacket and a backwards hat. And he like was kind of giving me like thug kind of vibes, you know, but then there was this other guy um, we just looked like a nice, like, go-looking guy talking to him, and he had, like, a Hawaiian shirt, like, a really <laughs> relaxed vibe. You can't be a bad person if you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is true. Uh, but I passed by these guys, and then I can't help but overhear their conversation. They're talking about the coronavirus and, like, how everything's just, like, flying off the shelves at the grocery stores, and uh, people are just in this frenzy of, like, trying to stock up on food. And um, the one guy that was um, had the baggy pants and the backwards hat was, like, um, checking out this machete. <laughs> like he picks it up and he's looking at it and he's talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, I feel like at some point, like people will just have to just start doing what they have to do to survive and like break into people's houses. And, Oh no. And then the other guy was like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think it'll get to that point, but, <laughs> and he was even saying like, I can even like lend you some food, man. Like I can just have, have your number and stuff. And then, you know, the guy kept talking. He's like, yeah, but you know, it's just like, People are getting, like, you're going to have to defend yourself. Like, if people start going around and it's, you know, it's going crazy. And then, um, <laughs> and then the guy, the guy was like, yeah, I mean, I guess so. And, and then the other guy was just kept talking about it. And he was like, I'm like, if I had a, if I had a family that I needed to provide for, man, like, like I, I would do what I had to do to, to protect my family. And then the other dude's like, I, I really don't think that murder <laughs> is the best option right now. And he was trying to convince him out of it. Like, you know, you'd have like court cases and like lawyers that you need to get and everything. And the guy was like, and, and then he was just trying to convince him like murder is not the best idea. And then the other guy was like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I guess, I guess you're right. And then he sets down the machete and then they both leave. <laughs> but I was like, well, <laughs> he didn't buy the machete. I know. I sleep with a sword underneath my bed, so in case this happens, I'm ready. I That's didn't good. know they That's sold good. machetes at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. The other gardening tools. I've Yeah, I looked them up and found them. Yeah. They're you relatively them to, cheap, too. Yeah, you use them to get rid of like bamboo and stuff. 
Is that a problem in, I have, in our area? Back in the day, I used to have like a huge like gathering of bamboo in my backyard, and we just took like a like a chainsaw to them. <laughs> yeah, please don't. We couldn't find a panda using chainsaws and things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look up somebody. Let's see if it's still on this story. Um, yeah, uh, somebody posted due to the coronavirus crisis. Philadelphia police will no longer be making arrests for all narcotics offenses, theft from persons, retail theft, theft from auto, burglary, vandalism, bench warrants, stolen autos, economic crimes, such as... So, I I mean, I don't know how true that is. That doesn't make sense. Police yeah. are just going to stop arresting people for all that stuff? That doesn't make sense. But then my friend posted, and he said, geez, this is starting to happen everywhere. If you don't own a firearm, now is the time to get one. Yeah. So the solution is kill everyone. I know, <laughs> seriously. Like, there, people aren't just going to come at you in your home and and what do you have a gun if so you're I going to run shoot them? out of like, toilet paper I might have to hop over a wall and take some I just I just find it very unlikely that a large percentage of the population is going to be willing to shoot somebody that walks into their room yeah. like that has major psychological I know. consequences and it's really hard <laughs> to stare somebody in the face holding a weapon anticipating killing them I don't know mm-hmm. I I might know a few people who might be able to do that. I so a few people versus <laughs> the majority of the population. Yeah. He yeah. just told everyone to get a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were robbing a house, the odds that that person would actually shoot me, I see, I think, are very low. As Check long as the, I didn't, as long as I didn't go at them. If I just walked into somebody's house and like while they were just home sitting, if I just walked in and grabbed stuff and left, they're not going to shoot me. <laughs> that's not a thing yeah. you're gonna you're gonna shoot if you feel like you are threatened and personally attacked so and burglars like aren't trying to get shot or they're gonna have a gun of their own and if you pull a gun on them guess who's more likely to fire first so yeah that's all part of the gun conversation right. that we don't need to have but yeah, I just think it's wild that there's if your only, thought is murder yeah, to solve the only problem. Only 22 cases in Orange County, and we already have people contemplating murder in the middle of Home Depot. It's, it's not that crazy. It is not that crazy. It's anyway. Disney stock is at an all-time 95 low. I meant to say low at 95. Well, it was at 88 earlier today, but it was at Disney 80 stock, yesterday. Disney stock is dropping plummetly because Disney parks are closed, mm-hmm. which sucks. Cause I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> well, good thing your membership got. Yeah, I get two extra weeks Added at least. On. Yeah. Membership. <laughs> it's funny that you said membership. It's a pass. I have a Disney pass, not a membership. <laughs> I'm not a member of Disney. Members are like normally people that work there. Cast members. If I look up Disney membership, <laughs> guess where it will take me? To a job employment thing. Really? That didn't come out correctly where it was. I'm scooting closer to the computer. Disney Plus membership. Yeah. My Start Disney streaming Plus. as an Explore membership. Disney Vacation Club. How much does it cost to be a Disney Vacation Club member? I'm not part of that. I'm Cost of, of membership. They're membership dues. So it implies being a consumer of Disney in some organized extended. You're a consumer of Disney. I am. I am a Disney Plus member. Good job. <laughs> Thanks for proving my point. Good job doing your due diligence. Yeah. Um, so, so Seth kind of attends Pepper Night. 
Um, <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> it's, I went and visited Seth earlier this year, and I'd never been on the Pepperdine campus before. And it's crazy. So, coming from your humble abode of where you grew up and such, what has the experience been like to be on a campus like that? Oh, man. It's it's been a wild experience like it's so beautiful like it's all it feels like you're in a like a summer like vacation like 24/7 just because of how beautiful it is yeah. like and you always have views of like the the mountains and the canyon and just like looking out on the ocean too like I could see the ocean from my window so not everybody has the view you do but your view is pretty awesome Yeah no and I just lucked out on that I didn't even like I didn't even like pay extra or anything like that like that's yeah. just kind of how it worked out so it was definitely, it's definitely like a really awesome experience to be living in such a, a beautiful place, you know. But so how, what was the process for choosing to go to Pepperdine? Um, well, honestly, I, I really wanted to go uh, to just a good school that had great academics and great education and like really nice professors. And I also kind of wanted to go to a, like a somewhat smaller school because I feel like I would just do better in a smaller school since I've been in a smaller school like my entire life. I've yeah. never been to like one of those like thousand kids like public schools before. Um, but, uh, part of the reason why I chose Pepperdine was cause I, I had applied, um, to all these UCs to maybe like six or like to five or six of the UCs. Mm-hmm. And then I got denied from every single one of them. Jerks. I don't even know what I did, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently nobody liked my application on that. People one. don't like when you have two middle names. I've come to. Oh yeah. You have that. two middle names. I do have two, two middle names. Yeah. Interesting. Jaden and Micah, for mm. those of you listening. Now you know my middle name. But, <laughs> um, anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> you were applying to UCs yeah. and getting denied. Yeah, I got denied from all the UCs. And then um, I got into Biola and Azusa. And I was like, you know, I could go there, but I feel like it would just be me, like, repeating high school because I would know everybody going to Biola. I would, like, it'd be a community I'm already familiar with. And, I wanted to go somewhere that, like, I wasn't really familiar with the community and kind of branch out even more in that way. And so then I, got, I heard back from Pepperdine, and I was supposed to be a spring admittant. Like, they accepted me only for the spring semester. But then, uh, like, as soon as I come, I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to go to Pepperdine anyway because, like, that just seems like the best option. And I'll just work during the fall semester, and then I'll join. But then, like, two weeks before the fall semester ended, I get an email, or not an email, a call. Before the fall semester started. Yeah, before the fall semester started, sorry. Um, I get a call while I'm out of the country uh, from the Pepperdine admissions saying, like, hey, we got a free spot for you. You should come in and join. And I was like, no way. That's so sick. And then I was like, yes, I'll do it. And so I started in the fall, and it was, like, worked out just, you know, just like that. Where were you? I was in the, the Czech Republic. Huh. Mm-hmm. I was on a missions trip uh, with the organization called Josiah Venture. We'll get there. We're going to call that a tease, so stick around later, and we'll talk about it more. Yeah. <laughs> Stay on this topic. Did you know bit. that the show Zoe 101 was filmed at your school? Yes, I do know. That's the only experience Pepperdine I have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it does look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the campus was called on Zoe 101? PCA. What does it stand for? Pacific Coast Academy. I think so. <laughs> I, I can't remember, tell you that either. I never watched it, so I'm oh, assuming it was you're a, right. It was a great show. Well, it was before Seth's time. Yeah. Seth is only 19 years old. But I did hear that, um, I don't know what her name is, Zoe, 
Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She comes and visits the campus all the time. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Just to like revisit old memories type of thing. That was I her feel one like only that's super career. awkward because I'm pretty sure she got in a relationship with one of the producers and had his baby. That's why the show ended early was because like, she was pregnant. But I thought their relationship didn't end well. I don't think it did. So then why would she go back to the site of the filming of the show to like relive good memories? Because she still probably had good memories from Pacific. I was right. Pacific Coast Academy. But she's probably because she that was her career literally. <laughs> Other than being Britney Spears' sister. Peach, write in and make sure we got all that information right if you're listening. Or why would he know that? TMZ knows everything about everything. So does he just have to go like through their archives? And <laughs> yeah, 100%. I don't okay. want to do all that work right now. I literally, <laughs> that's why I said, I think, I don't know. that All of that could be false. I know she got pregnant. The other stuff is hearsay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying psychology. Mm-hmm. And is there like a particular emphasis or a particular goal? Why For did sure. you choose it? What do you want it to be? Um. Yeah, so... I'm going into industrial organizational psychology and it's kind of like the psychology behind like businesses and the workplace and like uh, making sure that uh, each business is structured properly so then that they're working at like maximum efficiency, that they're doing the right things to make sure that they succeed. And I want to do a minor in nonprofit management and specifically focus on uh, nonprofit businesses that, uh, you know, are starting up and they're like just ha- they have this cause, they have this idea that they want to pursue um, but they don't have like necessarily the business background to do that. And um, I would just really love to help out those people and see them like uh, like making the right steps to really uh, like push for the cause that they want to push for. And uh, part of that is because my mom worked uh, – she works for a nonprofit organization, um, and she uh, is, is helping uh, people with uh, – or adults with disabilities. So um, – and I see like – She's talked about it before, like the structure of her business and like um, just like different things that they could do. And they've had like consultants come in before and like help them out and structure differently. Um, and so I just like to do that because it seems like it helps them out a lot. So you would be fulfilling that consultant role. Are there like firms that yeah. that's who you work for? There's firms too. And some companies just like just hire them like straight up and they just work for that company and help them out in terms of like structuring for the business. Is that a one-time thing, or is that you have them on retainer or whatever and bring them in every six months to review? What does that look like? It depends on the organization, um, but from the people that I've talked to, like it's actually like that job um, offering is actually one of like the fastest growing um, in the decade, which is kind of weird. But uh, most of like most of the people that go into industrial organizational psychology will either join a firm or they get. Um, directly hired uh, by an organization to help them out for a period of time. Who have you talked to? I'd, I've never known anybody to be. I believe it exists. I'm not, well, I've never known anyone that's held that position. So like, who? That's the thing. I haven't like met anybody, but I've read a lot of online uh, people like biographies okay. of people that have done this. So that's. You've explained that to me in the past, but it, the refresher, it's just, it's, it's a lot of words, that industrial yeah. organizational <laughs> psychology. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to overwhelm No, you. you're fine. Information. Um, 
So you knew Pepperdine had that going in? Like is, you were specifically looking for that major as you were applying or? I was specifically looking for psychology because I knew that I loved it. And honestly, I was thinking about neuropsychology at some point and then like going in to be like a, not necessarily a neurosurgeon, but like um, someone that would like psychologically analyze someone who would like have uh, neurological disorders or something. Um, but then like my perspective kind of changed when I, Realize that one, that's a lot of work and that's a lot of schooling and that's a lot of pressure. And honestly, I don't to think I'm a neurological. Yeah, surgeon. and I don't think yeah. I have the the necessarily the mindset to even do that. Um, Seth is plenty smart. It has more to do with his interests and yeah. And also, I I don't want to get uh like I don't want it to be this monotonous thing where I'm just doing the same thing over and over. And I feel like if I did the um, industrial organizational psychology, like I would be working with different. Um, organizations and businesses that are all like doing having their own plan going into it so who would you communicate with then are you communicating with like ceos are you communicating with general managers like what what does that process even look like or are you starting this and you're learning that right now i'm starting this (laughs) and i'm learning that right now but i would assume it would probably just be like the obviously the people in charge you know the people that would like that are ahead of the company and that can organize it so yeah Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Patrick? It's either Lencioni or Lencioni. No, he's an author. Um, he wrote this book, and I have to type in really fast to find it. Um, this book called The Ideal Team Player, and we. So it's, I mean, from what I gather, this is in that realm, though maybe not specifically about exactly everything. We read it for our staff meetings a while back. Um, and it just talked about what it looks like to lead an organization as a team and have everybody kind of be on board with being on the team. Mm-hmm. And so the first half of the book is a completely hypothetical made up situation that is told. So like the first half is a story and the second half is an explanation. And so the story is fabricated, but it is told as if it's true. Like if you just, if I just gave it to you and had you read it, you would think that this actually happened. These are real people. The situation was actually going on and such and such. And cause it's written well in that way. And then it comes out of that and it talks about these specific ideas going in. And while that's not, I mean, that has much more to do with individuals. So I don't know where, if there would be a focus towards like how individuals communicate and their roles and those defined works of labor, whatever, mm-hmm. or if it has to do with like overall organizational, kind of you said overall organizational efficiency, whether that's in like production or whatever it may be, or marketing, all these various areas that go into in a company running successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least from the individual personal communication standpoint it was a really really good book good book and makes you think about what does it look like to have a specific type of mindset as part of a team what role am i playing what role are the other people playing are we holding each other accountable um so if that sounds like something you would like to read yeah no i think i think that definitely plays a role in it especially like like employee like morale is definitely something that like is a huge factor in businesses and organizations Mm -hmm. you know like in order for even the 
organization organization to be successful in the first place is you have to have employees that are dedicated and then also like happy to be there you know it just creates a terrible atmosphere if it's the other way around so have you taken i mean you're only in your second semester but have you taken those types of classes yet at all um no i haven't it's just all been Mm -hmm. general ed so far mostly general ed Mm -hmm. well i'm really interested to uh here yeah <laughs> what other stuff happens if you come across books i'm sure there's gonna have to be a lot of books hopefully they're not just textbook things like this isn't a textbook is very story and like it it worked and i mm-hmm. think hopefully those are the types of books you're reading because i being a business major like everything is a textbook and i'm like businesses aren't just like it's not just information that yeah. it should be much it's more wires. conversational yeah. and storytelling because mm-hmm. it was just a bunch of definitions and the that got really frustrating. So hopefully you have a better situation than that. Granted, I was at a public state school and you were at a private, better educated school. So hopefully that goes better. Um, you mentioned being in private school your whole life. Mm-hmm. So you were at, when did you start at LCS? Were you in like preschool? Yeah, I was in preschool. Mm-hmm. So preschool through eighth grade at one private Christian school. And then ninth through twelfth grade at another private Christian school. Um, what, like looking back, what was your overall experience like? Was there any point where you would have liked to been somewhere else and gotten a different uh, experience? Did what were the best parts of all of this? What were the worst parts? What did that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely think back on a lot of times, and it was just me being frustrated, like wishing I was. Not not necessarily that I didn't like my school, but I wish I just had, like, a different, more, like, open experience where I wasn't stuck in this, like, bubble because mm-hmm. I feel like I was only surrounded by the same 40 people, 50 people every single day. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I want to branch out. You know, I want to be exposed to the experiences of the world. Because you literally you know? were surrounded by at least a core of... 10 people that probably like 15 or something that like that from either preschool kindergarten first grade all the way through eighth grade yeah mm-hmm. like that yeah i wasn't exposed to meeting new people or making new friends i just had the same friends yeah for mm-hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade and so that also translated when i got in high school i was not very good at making friends at the beginning but then because you never out. had to yeah i never had to exactly it was not it's not a skill that i had but so what did that transition look like then? Like the first time being at one school for nine years and then moving and yeah. in a completely different place. You were the only graduate from LCS to go to Whittier Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So what what was that experience like? Like yeah. your freshman year, what did that look like? Yeah, that was that was a crazy time. It was really overwhelming. I remember going there on the first day, not knowing a single person on campus and just walking around and feeling awkward and I couldn't talk to people and I didn't know what to say. Like, hi, I don't know anybody here. Can I be your friend? <laughs> Please be my friend. <laughs> did you I did you say that to anybody? I think I said that to at least one person. Can I be your friend? <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely have said Please that in help. the past. <laughs> but that is incredible. That's such a like Mr. Rogers thing to do too. Like we should be able to just walk up to people and be like, Can I be your friend? Can I like get to know you and hang out with you? Like that should be an okay yeah. thing, but I did that in no. I did that in fifth grade with a new guy that came to our school, and he didn't really reciprocate it very well. <laughs> <laughs> he literally told me no, and then walked the other way. And then I kept like I didn't know how to take that, so I kept persisting oh, to man. be his friend. And yeah, it, just, it didn't work do, out. Do I know this person? I don't know if you do. 
So but he's good. a really cool guy. We're friends now. Okay. Eventually, my plan worked. So he was only in fifth grade and then did something else after that? Um, no. No, 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 no. Well, he was in fifth grade, and then I think he left, and then he came back. Do you know Ryan Dye? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's a really I cool could, guy. I, I love the guy. That. But it was name just dropping like that. Well, no, it's fine. He just said he's a great person. Yeah. We all we're all idiots in fifth grade. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I was uh, top of class. Okay. I was not. <laughs> I saw him and his brother and his dad at they were at the XFL game we went to. Oh, that's cool. Like a month and a half ago. Oh, those are people. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about them. Yeah. We were walking in, right? Yes. Yeah, because I saw them. Yeah. When we walked in, but we were kind of far apart, and they didn't see me. And then when we were leaving, we were going this way, and they were going that way. And they, because during the game, I had posted we were at the game, and so did I think Ryan posted too, and so he like commented on mine. Um, so that was pretty funny. But yeah, that's super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, my. I can't imagine being a kid and being like, no, <laughs> no, I, you can't be my friend. Savage from day one. Just <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but. Anyways, yeah, freshman year of high school, like the first like maybe month or two months was just me like walking around campus, not really knowing who to talk to or what to do. Was and it was it like a a movie TV show situation where you'd go at lunch and sit there and just at a table by yourself? One hundred percent. Wow. No, I wasn't even at a table because all the tables were set up. I would sit on the bricks, like these oh, tiny little bricks man. that were on the side of like the hallway. So yeah, it was. If you looked at me, it was a very sad situation. But um, so so tell tell the movie version of how you overcame this and how you went from being this oh. loner dork eating lunch on your own by the bricks to hopefully it's, not. <laughs> it's not even like a movie situation. It's like real life, which is crazy. But <laughs> I hope so. I know, but how did it play out? How did um, it change? So I remember like what's the climax? A month and like a half. did you were you the hero and something changed about you or were other people did other people change and like that what was the story? Did you fight a bully and they were like yeah it's <laughs> yeah. a good guy like <laughs> No 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 I'll I'll try and give you the brief rundown. So I remember a month and a half into it uh I was just kind of fed up with being alone. I was fed up with eating lunch by myself and I was like dude I just need somebody to talk to. This is ridiculous and so I saw one guy and I, I mean, I, I knew him, like, not, I knew his name, but I didn't know him. I never talked to him, but he would always stand by a pole at lunchtime and eat lunch by himself, too. And I was like, well, <laughs> at least there's... Loners, you're nice. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, what was it? I, I saw him and I was like, all right, Seth, you got this. You got this. I was like pumping myself up, like, yes. right beforehand, like, you're going to talk to this guy. You're going to start a conversation. And so, so I finished my to food. walk to, like, a girl at a bar, like, I got this. I'm going to say... <laughs> Come up with some fly pickup line. I know, it's been line. your first yeah. I know. friend <laughs> in high school. But that was just me with every single friend in high school, so. <laughs> Is there a really good pickup line? A really good pickup yeah, line? Yeah, did you have like a friend pickup line that no. you use? <laughs> no, I wish I did. I should have, but. Uh, no, I. <laughs> I keep interrupting the story because there's just a lot. Do you know how much of, a polar a of... bear weighs? <laughs> Enough to break the ice. <laughs> That's so good. Oh. I really wish I used that <laughs> or something like that. Sorry, continue your story. <laughs> yeah, so I pumped myself up. was just like, if he rejects me, he rejects me. But <laughs> you know what? At least you tried. And so oh, man. I walk up to this guy, and I was like, hey. He said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, 
Like Spider-Verse? No. Imagine if Spider-Verse had already come out and then you did that to him. Now I have oh, to watch man. my army touch me. I'm going to get the swine flu. The swine flu. <laughs> Sorry, I invaded Jake's personal space a little bit. Anyway, so you said hey, he said hey, what happened? Yeah, and then it was probably the most awkward conversation I've ever had in my entire life. It was just like, how, how, how's your day? That's, that's good. That's cool, man. Like, I'm glad. <laughs> there was just, there was no substance to the conversation whatsoever. But, but then the bell rang. You know, after like, it was actually a really nice thing. The bell rang because I was under Is that tortured. as far as the conversation? Yeah, got? yeah. It did not go very far. But at least I talked to this guy, and then I was proud of myself for stepping out. Although I was like kind of shaky afterwards. <laughs> That's how nervous I was. I mean, warranted. Yeah. But then... The last time you stepped up like that, you got rejected, so... But yeah, yeah, that's exactly... <laughs> you know, it was PTSD, that's why. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, so I I talked to that guy the first day, and then I did it again the second day. But then after that, we just sat and ate lunch together for the longest time. Way to go. Yeah. Like, would you guys talk, or I made a friend. Eat? We talked about, like, video games and stuff and different, like, random things that freshmen would talk about. So when you walked up the second time, did he see you coming? Yes, yes. In fact, he like he he's not very far from me. Like, this whole time when I was pumping myself up, he was probably, like, eight feet away from me. Like, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was not far from me at all. So was there, was the second time he was like, oh, Seth's coming back? Or was he like, uh... He was probably more the second option, like... Okay, here's this. Here's but you this won him over with your wit and charm. I did. I did. Um, Are you guys still friends? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to him for a while, but, like, he's doing really good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, anyways. So there were two of you. Yeah, so then there was two of us, and um, then I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, man, I just wish I knew people. And he was like, you just got to get involved in places. And I was like, dude, you're right. And so taking advice from the other loner. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good advice because because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just need to like join some things. And so uh, freshman year, I decided to join the football team. Oh yeah. But I was also like 115 pounds, oh, like five four, like I was very small. Um, but you know, through that, I met a whole lot of people. I met a really nice guy, um, and he he was a very uh, extroverted and loud and crazy, and so he helped me get a lot of friends that, as well. That helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but then it was like around that time where I still like pe- like people kind of knew of me because I was just like this new kid, but I didn't really know people. And like, where did all of them come from? Like, what is there a feeder into Whittier Christian the way that like yeah LCS feeds yeah. into Valley a lot? And... You know Heights Christian. Oh yeah. Well, I thought it cl- like La Mirada Heights. Because it's pretty cool. There's isn't, isn't Heights Christian, wasn't it in La Mirada? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so there was Heights, and then there was also, uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of the other school, but um, there was another one that was a huge oh, yeah. feeder. So there there was something nearby that... Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, for sure. But um, anyways, yeah, so then I kind of got to this phase where it's like people knew that I was a new kid, but no one really knew me, you know? Um However, apparently, um, uh, Sadie's was coming up, <laughs> and this is a whole other part of the story, but um, long story short... There had been no dances in Seth's life up to this point. Yeah, yeah, so that was oh, a whole no. new experience, too. LCS doesn't do that. Um, 
But this is the craziest part. I'll keep it really short. But like, oh, you don't have to. We're good. Yeah, we? my computer is freaking that out. Was weird. It keeps, it's been glitching every minute for the whole time. That's in isolation. Well, um, you know, Sadie's came by, and I was like, no one's gonna ask me to Sadie's. Nobody knows me. Like, this is not gonna happen. So I'm just gonna accept the fact now. I'm not going to this thing. <laughs> and Sadie's is the one when the girl has to come ask the guy. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I was just like, I have not even talked to a female during this whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> I doubt any of them would even do this thing and ask me. So, but then, uh, like a week later, it was like probably the last day to ask somebody to go to Sadie's. And this one girl that I knew in my history class that I'd never talked to, but knew me. How did you- <laughs> Um, just like straight up walked up, asked me, was just like, Hey, do you want to go to Sadie's? And it kind of caught me off guard because I was walking in the middle of like the plaza and was like, uh, sure. I mean, <laughs> I'll make friends. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, man. but the craziest part was I didn't realize it, but she had walked up, she had cut somebody off. And then when she walked away, there was another girl that I knew from my biology class who I actually did make a funny joke too one time clutch <laughs> yeah clutch but she walked like the girl that asked me walked away and then standing right behind her was the girl from my bi- biology class and she she was one of like the really popular kids that came from the feeder schools and she had like a poster and a football and everything that was like hey seth will you tackle sadie's with oh, me oh man oh oh gosh yeah and you never saw it? No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. Imagine. And I had literally had just said yes to this girl that walked up to me. And I was like, yeah, I just want to make friends, you know? And so I, I didn't so think you said yes about to it. When well, did you learn about the other one? Well, like that a split it. second after yeah, she walked he away. Yeah, said she was right behind him. Yeah. But I said, did you – no, okay. I meant did you ever see the sign? And the, So you saw her literally – you said yes, turned around, and there she was with the sign and everything. Yes. God. That's Legitimately. so rough. And like the problem was the girl behind – like the biology girl like saw this happen, literally saw me say yes to yeah. this other person that just walked up. And then <laughs> the girl walks away and then I look at her and everyone's like – everyone around her because there was like people like trying to record yeah. this too. And oh she would – Seth, this is a movie. I'm telling you. That's exactly – I really need to make this a movie. Oh, but, my god. I cannot believe that happened. But yeah, I'm like standing. I can't believe there. I didn't know this happened. <laughs> I'm offended that you didn't call me that I'm day sorry. and say, "Bomber, you will not believe what happened to me." Today. It was a really terrible day. But. <laughs> terrible! You had two girls that you had never talked to before wanted to ask you out. But he had to say no to one of them. Well, yeah. So the problem was. I mean, he didn't have to. <laughs> it really could have been a movie situation if he said yes to both of them, and then but she knew about the other one, so that yeah. one worked. No, it it really was not good, and everyone's everyone around was like, "Oh shoot, like this is insane." And then, uh, yeah, I I look at this God. girl holding the sign in the football, and she's like starting to cry. Oh, like, she's on the verge of tears, and she walks up to me, and she doesn't even say anything. Like she just hands me the football, and then I take it. <laughs> And I look down at it, and I look back at her, and she's legitimately starting to cry. And I'm just like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm so sorry. I already said yes to somebody, and I can't really go back on that. And then I handed it back to her. <laughs> oh you should have been like, go along. <laughs> just threw it. 
Yeah. And then she turned around and just disappeared for the rest of the day with her with her friends. And um, that day, everybody knew me as this <laughs> yeah. terrible guy that just rejected somebody. Oh, man. So everyone's first impression of the me was notoriety. just like, you know, this guy, this kid is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, did you, when was your next conversation with her? Well, she sat behind me in biology well, class. I, I know. Well, that could. Did, were you like just sitting like behind that day, just you're hearing like just a bunch of sniffling from behind you? Just no, <laughs> it was pretty quiet for like the next week, and then like there was a day where I was just like, "This kind of sucks." So I turned around, I was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry about what happened, but I hope we can move past it and just be friends." It's really easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and then like, she oh, cried yeah, yeah, again. Sure. <laughs> But then she never really talked to me again. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, it wasn't until junior year of high school when we got paired up for a photography assignment when we actually had to communicate with each other. How did that go? I mean, it was it, it is what it is. <laughs> we got the job done. Oh my! Did you ever bring God. it back up to her? Be like, so yeah, remember this one time? No, what? That's no. literally the entirety <laughs> of their relationship. She doesn't have to be reminded. Oh, she yeah. should be. Oh boy. Yeah, that is great. So. I feel so terrible at the same time. Well, how was the dance? <laughs> Let's just go through your entire freshman year. Please. Well, no, no, okay, this is different. This There could have been crazy dynamics going on, because now yeah. he's going on a date with somebody who he's never had a conversation with before. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, we wore matching t-shirts. Um, on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and but then the other girl that had asked me and then I rejected her. She was she asked another person. So they were also at the dance. Okay. But at least like that, she went with somebody. So yeah. That's good. Yeah. At least she wasn't. It's you like know, she's walking around by herself. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it was. Were you a good date? I, I think so. Did you do a good job? I think so. I hope I was. I was definitely awkward. I, we were sitting like shoulder shoulder like on the bus like with our hands tucked in just like. On the bus? Yeah, because we had to ride a bus. What? To say, to the Sadie's dance. That's a thing? Yeah. I, you're like, I went to exactly two school dances in my life, and one of them was in eighth grade in our gym, and the other one was a prom for Mayfair, which I didn't even go to Mayfair. <laughs> I only went to the two dances. The entirety of I never went to a formal, didn't go to go. any of my own. Dang. So. Oh, yeah, you think your life's sad. You prom don't was think like your life is sad, things. but... <laughs> prom was so much fun. <laughs> anyway, it's not about us. That's Wild. the best story. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, man. But essentially, like, my high school time was kind of just a revival of me trying to, like, come back from this... Yeah, from how like, long did it take you to recover from being this jerk? Like, it, how long were you... Were you actually... Did people, like treat you like that or avoid you because of it there was de- there's definitely a group of people like a solid group of like kind of the popular kids at school that i felt like just did not like me and didn't really want to talk to me so that was a little bit hard but it wasn't until i'd say like junior year when there were, i had more people like okay this kid's like actually kind of a nice guy that's cool you know and then um what was it and then senior year was like the whole, you know, revival, I guess, you know, was like, okay, okay, I've come back from this, so. Redemption story. Yeah, seriously, because, I mean, senior year was when I got the nominated thing for the homecoming quarter. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up getting homecoming king and 
senior year. So. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So definitely a, a nice little you know high school musical story. <laughs> Minus the singing. <laughs> well, we dancing. can we could add the singing if we want. But. <laughs> Did you do choir or something? Like, what do you mean? I did do choir senior year. So it was a high school musical story. Only senior year? Only senior year. Did you play football for years or did you? No. No. I I did football to make friends and then I did basketball, volleyball for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. At least you did something. No. Multiple somethings. That poor girl. I could not (laughs) believe that happened. That's incredible. Um,. Oh, and fun fact, the girl that I went on the Sadie's dance with is now uh, dating one of my best friends at church. Huh. So, kind of a weird connection. Do you ever bring I, that up? Be like, hey, remember that one time? I do. And it's awkward. <laughs> but I do it because it's awkward and really funny. So, Yeah, it shouldn't be awkward. You're both in a good place. It should just be a funny thing. Like, ha. Ah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You're like, so who's a better dancer? Like, <laughs> Yeah, did you guys dance? No, no. It wasn't no. necessarily a dance. We went to Santa Monica Pier and uh, just kind of hang out over there for huh. a while and went on rides and stuff. Got That's it. weird. That It's like a Sadie's date instead of a Sadie's yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. How much did you like communicate with her after this? Oh. It was just like a one-off thing and then, okay, see you. No, no, no. I was hanging out with her and her friends for pretty much the rest of high school for the most part. Wow. So, yeah. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. Screw those popular kids, jerks. <laughs> Hang out with the the nice one that you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was going to be my next question. So what? No, that about how did the rest of oh. like, talking with her go? Um, That's so funny. <laughs> that might be one of the best stories we've had told on here. I can't wild. believe I didn't know until now. Well, um, now you know. Okay, so if you had to, uh, so we're just gonna keep going backwards because now I want this to be about me. If you had what? to <laughs> describe your middle school experience and maybe include a funny story here and there, how would you do that? Oh goodness, um, middle school I think was really fun for me because I had some really fun teachers. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> I had some fun friends, and the te- and the teachers were like. Oddly, really involved in our lives. Well, one of the teachers, one of the teachers was me, yeah. and one of the teachers was his brother. Yeah. So. My my older brother was my history teacher, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So that was a really fun experience in itself because I could never get in trouble in his class, or else I'd just but, tell mom, and then she would get mad at him. But I mean, Seth is not a troublemaker, so that was not an issue anyway. But. That's funny. I mean, that's what you think. I mean, you didn't you, see me in my other classes. Okay, you're right. Maybe you just intimidated <laughs> him, so he was nice. I was definitely. I might have been intimidating the first two weeks of class, and then that's about it. <laughs> Which is a bad thing on me because you can really, when new sixth graders come in, there's a lot of power in like freaking the crap out of them and making them just be scared of middle school like for a while. Like hit the desk, hit a desk with like a ruler and stuff, like, like make loud noises. Because sixth graders coming into that from fifth grade, that is a huge yeah. shift. Yeah. So there is a lot going on and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it also kind of depends on the personality of the class. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, when sixth graders come in, it's like, oh, like they just, they are so scared and don't know what to do. <laughs> and I, I defaulted to like screwing around pretty early on. Just be like, it's not a big deal. It's middle school. We're here to have fun. Let's go. And then 
sixth graders would lose their minds later on, and it was rough. But needless to say, continue. <laughs> yeah. Fun teachers, etc. I had fun teachers. I feel like my class was just a really good class. Like there wasn't. I couldn't. I can't remember a whole lot of drama in that class. There was some, but there wasn't a lot. It was mostly just people like trying to have fun and have a good time. And so, um, I was really thankful for that. I was also thankful to have my brother in a class period because that class was always fun. And uh, you know, I just remember middle school just being this really easy, relaxed time period in my life where there really wasn't a lot of stress, and it was beautiful. There are so many. Okay, so many. Whoever's listening to this is probably shaking their head and going, "No, that is not <laughs> how middle school works, man." Most I mean, people have a miserable middle school experience. So I just say that to point out that it's awesome I that you had that experience. I was the popular guy in middle school. I was also just very oblivious to everything in middle school. And I'm still oblivious to a lot of things now, <laughs> as you've probably caught on. But, um, you know, uh, I was I was thankful to be oblivious in middle school because I was oblivious to, like, the drama. I was oblivious to, like, you know, yeah. how I looked especially. Like, I did not look good in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I had hair down to my shoulders. But I didn't care. And I feel like most people don't care at that point. I don't know what that means, Seth. You don't know what that means. You didn't. It's not like you were looking, coming to school like a slob and just like. I did. I slicked my hair back in seventh grade because <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you mean like there were times you were just trying too hard. No, you said you didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. But like I didn't realize that like I looked so terrible in this moment. When I thought I looked amazing, so I didn't care. Yep. I know that feeling. That was me when I had hair down to my shoulders and no one would say anything. And I look back at these pictures and I'm like, this is terrible. Oh, no one would say anything like, Jake, that looks stupid. Yeah. You need to change it. I look no. back and I'm yeah. like, this is so bad. Why'd I, why did my mom let me leave the house like this? <laughs> oh, God. But Bomber, you had me as a teacher. What did you think of me as a student? <laughs> I mean, what I said earlier, like, isn't off. Like, you you worked hard. You're relatively quiet compared to the other people in your class. Oh, like, that's true. The other people that Who I... Who else was in his class? You don't know any of them. You well, the one that? kid, Ethan, that we see at the skate park that I always go talk to. Oh. That was his class. Uh, yeah. Jesse, the kid I baptized in, like, the fall. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't even know that. Uh, Seth's seventh grade year, this kid, Danya. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tanya was a wrecking ball. Um, who else is in that class? I mean, obviously a lot of people like Micah yeah. and Desmond and, mm-hmm. and Sam um, Fuentes, too. Sam Fuentes. Mm-hmm. But it was a good class, yeah, I thought. You guys were. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you had Kevin Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen sidebar? Have you seen Kevin recently? Oh, he's like 6'3 or something like that. This was the smallest, scrawniest kid <laughs> in middle school. Like and kind of quiet and unassuming. Like he in moments he would like his sneezes. Oh <laughs> my god. I have never encountered a single human being of any age or size who sneezed as loud and powerfully as Kevin did. He sneezes pretty bad. He, we would be in class, and it would just disrupt everything because it would just be so loud, and he couldn't, 
he either chose not to or just physically could not hold it back. And it would just come out of nowhere. And it, was, yeah! and it would just go. And you're like, well, Kevin, there is something wrong. So aside from like that, dude, super smart, worked super hard at school. And then I saw him at the YMCA during his senior year, I think. I was like, what the heck happened? Like, he got huge. And it was crazy. It shot me. So people, mm-hmm. people grow. But he was also one of like the few that I saw way later on and didn't see along the way. Because like, I was seeing you guys yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So it, there was never like, a, oh, you changed so much um, for me. The other teachers would be like, oh, my gosh, they're completely different people. Like, yeah. I, I watched all this happen, so I don't know. But, I, I, saw, I saw him sophomore year. At, do you remember Shannon? Yeah. Monomawa? Yeah. She, I saw him at her Sweet 16, and oh, he was already so, huge. Like it so was, crazy. it literally took like two years, and he was just like, yeah. boom. He went to SC. Is he at SC? His sister was there. I don't know. I haven't heard from her. <clears throat> I, yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, I wish I did that. No, um, you were super entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> there, um, you can. <laughs> I wanted to leave way for you to tell stories because I don't want to be the one talking the whole time. But I used to scare Seth a lot. Yep, that's true. There were a handful of people that we would get in uh, physical altercations. And we would win every oh, single time. They would never win. Bomber would be screaming. Hot lie. Um, <laughs> you would like, just fight kids in your classroom? Yes, he would. Literally, <laughs> class would start. You had that one really big room, didn't you? Yeah. Class would start, and Ethan would come up, and at one point there was like a ninja something, <laughs> and he would just unprovoked like i'm not going to say that i never provoked things because i'm sure i did but ethan just had no boundaries and he would just start a class just come running up and like jump at me and i'm like what is happening just like in the middle of you trying to teach at the start of class <laughs> and wait so, that's fantastic so like so if i engage that at all well the next thing i know jesse is up there and seth is up there and like multiple now i'm like okay there's four of you and we're trying to have class and i really hope a principal doesn't walk in (laughs) okay no legitimately one time i was sometimes i didn't have an elective period so i'd have a free period so i'd walk around and i'd go interact in some of the other electives and so one time i was in another classroom and I have no idea which elective it was. I don't remember which teacher was teaching it. I, I don't remember who the student was, but I picked up a student who was holding them upside down. <laughs> and the principal walked by and saw it. The principal I know? Yes. <laughs> and oh. she looked at me. And I was like, uh. <laughs> and I, I put the kid back and I was like, okay, I'm leaving now. <laughs> and I went back. And we had a conversation later. She was like, I know that you have like the youth leader mentality, and I know that that helps you interact with the kids, but you can't do that at school. You, I was like, I know. I'm sorry. Bomber, I'm sorry, but you can't pick up children and hold them upside down. Believe me. <laughs> I should have been fired so many times. for like. There's no excuse. I apologize to everybody for that. But I wouldn't know Seth as well as I do without some of that stuff. So That's I don't true. actually apologize. That's like, whatever. That's I've, why I was able to work at a private Christian school and become, like, part of people's families and invest in people's lives. Whereas if I was at a public school, that would never happen. And yeah. You would have been arrested if you had a kid upside down. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I have a video on my phone exactly of one of those moments when you were wrestling me and Ethan. Yeah. 
And then I remember at the end, you were like, don't record it. <laughs> I, could, I have a video of Sarah, you. Sarah Gisbert was the one recording it and just laughing the whole time. <laughs> I have a video of you just like sitting on one of our high schoolers and just like, you just slap him. I don't remember. I so do. who? It's Sam Bass. Oh. Well, and then I remember well, when you threw him down the stairs. <laughs> I wish I would have videoed that. I, there was no way to do that. I literally threw, we were at an Airbnb on a retreat and it was the day that we had to like clean up and leave. And this kid, Sam, he's just, like, not getting up. He's clearly awake, but he's doing the, like, I'm not going to wake up, and I'm just going to let everyone else clean. So he's wrapped in his blanket, sleeping on the ground. Sleeping bag. Was it a sleeping bag? I think it was, because it definitely <laughs> stayed together when he went down the stairs. So so I just grab him, and I pulled him to the top of the steps. And I was going to, like, start to pull him and go, but I just... <laughs> And they were like, you know, wood floor steps, so they were pretty <laughs> slick. And he was in a sleeping bag, and not one of the like, not one of like the material, the like slick material. Yeah. So I just like kind of nudged him off the top <laughs> one, and he literally went dunk, 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 all the way. I down. was just standing there watching this happen. I'm like, what is happening, right? So the rest of the morning, he's just Sam going, bomber threw me down that stairs. <laughs> I was like, well, I wouldn't have had to if you had just gotten up and walked down like a normal person and been helpful. So that house was also haunted. I don't regret that at all. We need to go back there. No, thanks. They gave we, us a good review. No, because then everyone – yeah, that's fine. But we need to accept that we had a great experience there. And if we try to go back and duplicate it, then it's going to ruin it. Darn. <laughs> but, no, scaring Seth was one of my favorite things to do as a middle school it's teacher. It's not one of my favorite parts of middle school. Okay, but <laughs> – from sixth grade to eighth grade, how much did you improve? I did improve a lot. Seth used to. Sc- I I used to scream so loud <laughs> and so high pitched, like like oh my god! That's why I did it. A was because that reaction was the funniest reaction I ever so would, got like, scaring anybody, and it happened a hundred percent of the time. So would other teachers like ever like be concerned that they were just screaming coming from your room? Um. No, it wasn't just my room. It would be it would be it like wasn't out just my room. No, it wasn't. Like there's other classrooms, you know. It would just be walking around the halls. Like I do the thing where I like go right behind people and I'm behind their ear. And so like if people are just standing in the hallway having a conversation, then I just go behind and then they'd be talking and then they go, ah! and then just <laughs> just like <laughs> Oh man, it was so good. And so I did that. So Seth would scream very loud, very high pitched for a long time, and then like as the years go by, like that sounds like a lot. It literally, I probably scared you a hundred times at least. Yeah, there was a lot. But eventually, it got to the point where it wasn't a super loud scream and it wasn't super high pitched, and it would just be more like a huh. And it almost got to the point where you would like hit me as a reaction too. Yeah, I feel like you started. To I've, hit me. I've started doing that more, and it's not good. No, it is good because then people stop scaring you. Like that's the good reaction to have to being scared is to react that way, and then they stop doing it. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you got me a couple times, and I I scared you significantly less. I did. By the end, I was, I like, was okay, so proud of myself yeah. when I got you. But like you scared him or you punched him? Yeah. No, no. Like I scared him, and his reaction was to hit me. <laughs> the trick is you have to put yourself in a position where you're taller than Mr. Bomber, and then. Mr. Bomber. Sorry, I'm I'm reverting back to middle school. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's not there. normally like chairs and stuff I could stand on. Yeah, I don't get scared. It takes a lot. I try. Me. I've done it. I think it's I've done not it once. Impossible. When did you scare me? 
In middle school. I remember one day you were working on your laptop, and there was nobody in the classroom, and I snuck in. Did you I, scare me that time? Yes. Do you remember the time you were in your brother's room, and I scared you? Which time? You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the way your brother's room was set up, that his desk was by the window, by the hallway. Or I don't know if the window was oh, there at the right, time. Right, but you were yeah. facing the rest of the room. And I went from my room through the connecting door. You were facing that way. You were facing the door that I came through. <laughs> I opened the door. And I w- was able to like sneak down the side and come and sneak around the back and then scare you. And you were like, how did you even get in the room? I said, I came through the door that you were facing and you never even looked up at me. <laughs> this is the, the this is the oblivious part of myself yeah. that I was mentioning. He was literally on the computer just staring down, looking at the computer. And I came from here, around, like in line of sight, came around, got here and scared him. It was That's fantastic. Terrible. I'm it's a, terrible. I'm a professional. <laughs> Between Seth and when Jake and Carter used to both work in in the in the church as janitors oh, after yeah. school, and I would scare them very regularly. It was great. Oh, do you know Cooper? <clears throat> yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I like Cooper. <laughs> Why did I touch the screen? Yeah, uh, that, yeah now I get to go watch it. Are you planning on touching my screen? Not yet. Okay. Yet? Now I might. The other I so my the other favorite thing I have about Seth is Seth as an athlete because Seth always goes hard no matter what mm-hmm. and Seth would end up on the ground a lot and a couple of times were because of me. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you not remember there were multiple times when I like during basketball practice? I remember. I remember one basketball practice where like I was on defense and I was in the middle of the key. <laughs> And Mr. Bomb, I don't know what he was trying to do. He was, like, trying to pass someone the ball over my head. But he's doing this, like, <laughs> one-handed pass. And, you know, when you do one-handed pass, like, that's a chuck. Like, you're going full force in this thing. He winds up, throws that thing, and it goes straight into my face. <laughs> it just slaps me. And I fall backwards. Because that's a common pass that I attempt is if I'm, Off at or, no, if I'm at or near the top of the key and I'm trying to throw to somebody down low, I will throw it directly over the defender's head because if they're playing defense like this, it's really hard to put your hand here. Yeah, exactly. And so if the ball's coming at you, most people duck. So, so even if it's close, like the reaction will be to do that and it'll get through into the person. Now, granted, I have hit on dozens of occasions, I have hit people in the head. Um, but that was one of the only probably three or four times in my life that I've actually hit somebody square in the face. And so, and I threw it pretty hard. Yeah, that was really hard. So that one, no, there was another time I think you were on offense and I went up to block your shot and I just trucked you. Oh yeah. I've been on the, I've been on the receiving end of those as no, well. No, not, okay. A, again, seventh or eighth grader. So this like 13 year old kid and I just like, I plowed through Seth. So I'm pretty, yeah. I felt bad about that one. The bas- the hitting you in the face was just funny, <laughs> but trucking you was more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but like we were terrible. We our people would get hurt. I mean, Cameron was good, and we had a couple moments. Um, but Ethan would always get hurt. Yeah. And so our team was just not super good, and Bethany was really good. And there was one specific game we were playing Bethany, and they were destroying us. Mm-hmm. But Seth was still like, we're down by like 60 at the end of the game, and Seth is still 
given full 100% effort trying to score, trying to play good defense, mm-hmm. when the rest of the team is just, like, dying and wants to get out of there. So Seth was always like that. I scored, like, 18 points that game. I remember that specifically. I, I don't remember totals, but that does not surprise me. I thought we only had four players, too. Or did we have five? No, we had five. Okay. We never so played with us could, five. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I mean, by the rules, you can. The fewest you can have on the court at any time to actually play is three. You would just get destroyed. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't weren't you quarterback too? Wasn't there a yeah, time when you <laughs> Seth was, had never like thrown a football before? No, I I remember this exactly because it was football trials in eighth grade, and where would you guys play? At double, at a what, Pan, Pan Am. Am. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. there's no grass yeah. there. Yeah. I remember. I remember the football tryouts too. And he was the coach was like, "Would anybody like to be quarterback?" And you know they had like a line of kids. And I was like, "I'll try it out. I've never done this. This is kind of cool." And it was. It happened to be one of those days where I just I happened to make a couple great throws. Okay, like maybe like three or four really good ones. And then the coach was like, "Dang, this kid's really good." At a time when like Ethan would have been quarterback. Yeah. Or yeah. Whoever else. Exactly. And so, and then, like, the next few days, he's like, all right, Seth's the quarterback. And I was like, this is not a good decision. <laughs> this is a terrible decision. Was I – I was still coaching, right? Or No, I think it was – I wasn't the head coach. It was Fowler. I think yeah. you were an assistant coach. Okay. Or something like that. I think I ended up just, like, helping out. Yeah. Later on. Because I re- distinctly remember watching and being like, Seth, you got this. I know you don't <laughs> want to got this, but you got this. I know. I was not ready for that at all. Man. But – I remember the first play I like blacked out. Like the first play I ever had as a quarterback, I like they hiked the ball and I was like, Oh shoot, this is a real thing. Like I'm actually doing this. People chasing me. And then yeah, I they handed me the ball and or they hiked me the ball, I caught it, but then I don't remember what happened. And then like three seconds later, the ball was on the floor in front of me. Oh and it was like a dead play. And I was like, Shoot, what just happened? Did I just drop it? But I was I was I blacked he hit out. It away. <laughs> Yeah, it was a my eighth grade quarterback years um, were something I look back on and I think about Tom Brady, you know, some of the greats. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, not at all. However, I was I was happy to do it. You know, it was a, it was yeah. a fun experience. I can say that I that I was a quarterback in eighth grade. So it's more than I can say. I played so quarterback funny, in eighth grade. Oh my gosh. Your poor team. I played a lot of positions in eighth grade, though. I played almost all of them. <laughs> Defensive end was my best. Defensive end is the best position. It's the easiest. <clears throat> See ball, get ball. Yeah. I was definitely more of a basketball person. That's for sure. <laughs> One of my other favorite Seth stories is Seth used to come play basketball with us on Tuesday nights at the Boys and Girls Club. And... We, we, Seth had never had a cramp before. Oh, oh he had never he had never experienced a cramp before, and so we're playing, and it gets to the end of the night, and then he just like goes down. Yeah, I was dribbling, and like throughout the game, I felt like my my back right like calf like twitching, and I was like, what is going on with my body? Like this is this is. This is weird. Like I've never done this before. And oh, then man. Uh, I just kept playing, like trying to play it off, like it's it's fine. And then there was like what Bomber was referring to. I w- was running down for a layup, and I jumped off my right foot, and I 
went up for the shot, but then my leg just started spazzing <laughs> and like the muscle started like swimming like in my leg. And I was freaking out. It hurt so much and I just fell flat on the floor like screaming in agony. Who else was with us? Was Jake with us that night? Uh, you were just having a crib. Oh, he had he had no idea what was going on. I didn't on. know what was happening. I so thought. we had to like help him stretch it out and like tell him like this is what happened, this is why you need water, all this stuff. Yeah. This is so, a common thing. So that right? So that happens. I want to say two weeks, maybe a month later, <clears throat> he's I'm I'm at home and it's like night and I'm in bed and then Seth calls me and he's like <laughs> Bummer. It's happening again. I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, the thing, the thing. When we were playing basketball and my leg was, I don't remember what it's called, but it's happening again. I was like, you're cramping? He's like, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? And you had like just stretched. You had like, it I wasn't was, even doing it. I was laying in bed. I was playing <laughs> video games. I was having a nice day. <laughs> I stay ruined. I was having a nice day. <laughs> so did you just like, stretch it too far or it just started i just move i just move my leg like a normal person like moves their leg and <laughs> so then he's like what do i do because we had shown him how to stretch it so I, he so in trying to explain how to stretch it i i was like because it was your calf again right yeah it was the same one but like he the first way i explained it you tried to like stretch your hamstring and said didn't you like pull your foot up to you or something yeah so he's yeah. in trying to stretch out his calf, he instead is doing a quad stretch. And I'm like, that's not even the right muscle. <laughs> so I have to over the phone explain like didn't I tell you to like go up against a wall probably? Yeah, something yeah, like, like that. Put your foot up, put but the sole of your foot up I didn't the... have a wall to put anything <laughs> yeah, up. So it was... I was bomber, this doesn't help me. I'm in pain. <laughs> It was the most obnoxious conversation. What do you mean ever. you have a wall? I was like, Seth, you definitely have something that you could put your foot against and lean over. Meanwhile, Seth is just writhing in pain. And I was to... on the floor. I wasn't even on the bed at this point. I was just on the floor rolling around. It was it was one of the strangest phone calls I've ever had in my life. It was really entertaining. Yeah, and it's a very good microcosm of who Seth is. Thank you for being there for me when I needed you. That's most that's what I'm here for. You you know I tell people and I never get those kind of phone calls anymore. Just you. Mm. So well, I'll, I'll let you know when it happens again. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I'll try to record it. We'll FaceTime that way. I was like, better. you can't just record conversation. No. That's against the law. Not if I tell them. Uh, okay. I don't even. Can you record a phone call via your iPhone? I don't think you can. You want to try? I don't think so either. We can later, but I don't like. I've made phone calls and I don't know where there's like an option. Like, we record this like call. through this or no? <laughs> That's not gonna help me the next time he's cramping and like just quickly plug wait, in the mic. Let me plug in all the microphone stuff. Yeah, so I that can one get right there. Just a little one. <laughs> Man. You put the little one and the big one on your phone? No, that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> so all that aside. I do want to – we're at like an hour and a half almost, and I don't want to go too long. But we would be remiss if we did not ask you about your faith. So what – it's been Christian home, Christian school, everything your whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the we've had a lot of people come on that have a similar story to that. And so I'm always curious, when was the moment <coughs> – if there was a moment or just like a sequence of time, whatever, where you 
for sure your faith became your own. Like you had the realization of this is what I know. This is what I believe. I know this is true. I know who God is. I know who Jesus is. I know what that means for my life. I fully believe this as my own faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think me like fully knowing that really happened in, in middle school. Um, mostly, mostly because of just like uh, the people around me. Like my brother helped me out a lot when I had a lot of questions. And there'd be nights where we just stayed up really, really late just talking about like um, what it means to have faith, like, um, it's like, it's not something that like, you know, you, you don't go to church to like, to go see your friends, you go to church to like, learn more about the the gospel and learn more about the God who loves you mm-hmm. and everything. And so like learning that fact was huge because like it, it made, it put church in a whole different perspective for me and it helped me focus on, um, really diving into the word and, uh, fully like trying to comprehend like the love that God has for me um which was awesome and that's when that's it was in that time when I for sure knew I don't have a specific point but it was definitely a process that um really matured in middle school um but I would say like in terms of present presently um like going into college and everything moving away from my home church and moving away from all those friends that I had um it kind of pushed me to like make my faith more independent, like rather than something that was, uh, I guess, partially built on the friends and the community that I had, but making it solely put, um, fully, fully built on Jesus and fully built on, uh, his love yeah. and, um, trying to make it relate to my life personally, individually. And so, um, going into college was like really hard because I couldn't go to the same church. I didn't necessarily have like that community of people that were going to push me, um, you know, to read the Bible every yeah. day, to dive into prayer. And so a lot of that just had to go, I had to go into it on my own. And that was a growing process in itself because I had, I never had to look for a church before. I never had to like, you know, go out and talk to people about my faith because like, um, I've discovered that people aren't just going to like come up and ask you like, yeah, that's it's nothing. part of a conversation that you need to like bring up, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I just remember like one day I was probably like a month or two into college and I was like, I haven't been to church in a while. Like I need to find like a church and then I need to find like this community of people where I can like talk about my faith. Cause I've, I had a religion class first semester and I had a lot of questions, um, yeah. because I was like really in depth. And so I went and I just started like looking up churches that were near me and started talking to my RA if he'd gone to a church, you know, that was around here. And so, um, I just went to different churches, which was really cool. Like I got to see like, um, different people's perspective, and I hadn't really been exposed to that before. Because when you're with the same church your whole life, you're not really exposed to like different doctrines or like different yeah. principles or anything like that. And so, you you start to really figure out like the essentials and the non-essentials um, when it comes to faith, like that people defer on in the non-essentials and then the essentials, where it's like everyone pretty much agrees on that. Yeah. Um, but I I think that I just really grew um, in my faith individually, like really taking the time out of my day to just spend like 15 minutes with the Lord, like every day or even something like that where I like can just have that alone time with him and being disciplined in the fact of like not having to rely on other people to, to like tell me to do this, Mm -hmm. but trying to make it like a priority of my own to pursue, um, this love I have uh, for Christ and everything. So, um, I've been really blessed. I think, like, after a while, it kind of took a while, but I, f- I found, like, a church that I could go to that was 
near Malibu that was really nice that like just had really chill people that like were really big on like you know just talking with you like even if I didn't really know them like yeah. they were just chill about it and it was really really cool um and then I also had um a really awesome RA named John that like uh really like pushed me in the right direction because we went on a hike one day and he was like yeah you know it's like going to college and you have to really search for this thing on your own you know like you don't have necessarily the people around you that are gonna um just push you for yourself you know like it's something that you have to start that you have to like you have to put the first foot forward no you know so it's been awesome it's been a great like growing experience and i'm yeah i feel like i've grown stronger because of that that's huge Mm-hmm. Um, if there, <clears throat> what is it about Jesus or God that, and God, for you that like you know this is truth? Like, how would you describe? Like, what is something about God that you were like, this is why I believe in God. This is what it is about Him. This is what I have encountered in my life. Like this major thing is why I know for sure that God is mm-hmm. who he is. Well, I know for a fact that he, he for sure made us and he for sure loves us. And the reason why I know that is I literally, I look in the world today, I look at people and like, I look at everything that there is in the world and it's just like, how can there not be a creator? Like people keep asking the question, like, like, why do you believe there are God, there's a God or like, you know, why would there be a God? But I feel like that's not the right question because that's you looking for proof as to where there's not a God instead mm-hmm. of looking for asking the question, well, why isn't there a God? Like, why can't there be a God? Like, there has to be a God, you know? Like, looking at it in that perspective, and it's just so much more clearer. Like, I don't know. I just, I look at people, I look at humans, and, like, it, it's just, so, it, feel, it feels so obvious to me almost at this point where yeah. it's just, like, there has to be a creator. There's no possible way that, like, you can tell me that, like, the people and everything that it is um, encompassed in what, like, a person is, like, that just can't happen out of, like, a random chance. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are a couple either individual scriptures or Bible stories that for you were really shaping in your faith or things that you can, like, always go back to to, like, reorient yourself? Um... It's kind of a classic one. I mean, if you know Lecrae, then you know it for sure. But um, Romans one sixteen was really awesome. And just kind of the story of Paul, too, of, like, just not being, like, ashamed of your faith. Because that, well, that's that's really powerful for me, especially, like, going into college. Because, like, I just, like I told you, I didn't really, like, talk about it with people too much. Like, I didn't bring it up a whole lot um, until I realized, like, I just kind of had to um, because of the impact it has on my life. And, um that's really like I think it's given me the confidence to go out and just like be confident in it and like become comfortable enough where you can like talk about it with other people um and that's been cool because it's kind of helped me to like kind of sit down and think about my faith and kind of be able to put it in words um to other people that like may not have the same background as me you know and who may not even be Christians so What's one example of like that kind of conversation that you've had where it was with somebody who was not a believer and you really felt like this was an incredible conversation? Yeah. Um, I have a friend uh, who lives in New York City, um, but he goes to Pepperdine. And um, we were talking about like he's a philosophy major. So we were talking about all this like philosophy stuff. 
and um, I actually didn't even bring it up that time, but he started talking about like how he was at Pepperdine. My voice cracked. <laughs> how he was at Pepperdine, and um, he was getting exposed to these like religious classes and things, and um, he started like thinking about the gospel. And he was he grew up in this like atheist town, you know, in this atheist culture. So like that's kind of what his mindset was. But um, like through his like questions of like you know I'm I'm not really sure. Like I started looking at philosophy, and it seems like logical that like a creator would exist, mm-hmm. and um, that's when I was just like was able to have the opportunity to like, you know, like, well, I, I agree. I feel like there is a creator, like, um, and I was able to share my faith, um, with him through that, like of how I feel like there's no possible way that there isn't one. And yeah. like sh- telling him my life story of how I felt like, um, God has loved me in in lots of different ways and like how I feel like I just don't even deserve to be here, but like here I am and here we all are, you know? Yeah. So that's been one of the really incredible conversations. I don't really know how to put it into words. It was like, you have to be there in the moment, but yeah, it was, was it's awesome. And since then we've been able to have multiple conversations about that. So that's awesome how that first one can lead to like, because then it creates questions in your mind. It creates questions in their mind. Mm -hmm. You think about the stuff and then when you come back, that happens. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, we're we're cruising at a good time. I think we've had a good. Unless you want to, you have anything you want to input or. Um, just quick question or not question, quick thing. Um, you brought up gaming earlier. Do you still kind of dabble in the ways? A little bit, a little bit. I've been really obsessed with Rocket League, which mm. is kind of unpopular for some reason. I think it's amazing. Um, but there's also uh, what was it? I started playing Call of Duty Warzone. It's great. That is a fun one. Um, and just Call of Duty 3. Like, I can't play single-player games. I have to do multiplayer. I feel like multiplayer is super fun. So um, that's mostly the games that I stick to. And that nice. and Destiny as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I do dabble in the ways. Do you dabble in the ways as well? Yeah, most of my time right now is dabbling in the ways because <laughs> my job is gone. But, yeah, I'm, I'm using it to connect to people, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I play a lot of games. A lot of my time. I just bought the new Madden last night. Oh, sweet. It's all right. It's like every other Madden, just new rosters. I immediately traded Nick Foles away. So I have Gardner Minshew as my, my quarterback, and that's the way. Mm. Good luck. Now, I'm actually doing pretty well. We're undefeated through four. At what difficulty level? Uh, Not the hardest one, but I think one below the hardest one. Oh. Yeah. All pro. I'm pretty good. Good job. All right, that's all. <laughs> That's all I have, unless you have more. <laughs> do you have more? What do you want to ask? No, I'm, I'm chill. I want you to ask us three questions. That's a lot of pressure. Um, how's your day going? <laughs> pretty sad. <laughs> Look at the weather. No, actually, my day's pretty great. Thank you. Uh, it's my stepdad's birthday. We're going to have steaks. That's awesome. It's all right. Depends on how he makes the steaks. Today would have been the first day of the NCAA basketball tournament. Today's the first day of spring. Oh, today's the first day of spring? Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Happy spring. Yeah, hopefully that springs forward good health and great tidings. Mm-hmm. That was one question. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> asking, actually, you don't have questions. to. We can just get out of here. Um, Bomber, like what's new in your life exactly? Like, I'm saying, I'm saying like in this past week. <laughs> What's been something that's been on your heart? 
Something that's been on my heart. Um, honestly, the the biggest thing right now is this whole like we kind of mentioned it earlier, but the more I see it and interact with it, the more it's true. Is hopefully this entire situation that we are going through right now shows how valuable teachers are, mm-hmm. and it shows how screwed up and inefficient the entire education system is Hmm. yeah and i like i told i have a teacher friend that i was talking to last night because they're going live with their online stuff today and i said i kind of want this to go on for a while just so a majority of parents in the country recognize what education is and looks like and it forces the entire country to look at it and say we need to do something different yeah and that just putting kids in chairs for eight hours a day and expecting them to learn things that they don't use i mean i'm not i'm not siding with that argument because i think all of school is learning how to learn and think and problem solve and be creative Like, that's what school is in every topic, every single subject, every step up in that process. Everything about it is learning how to learn, how to think, how to be creative, whatever the other thing I said was. Develop a work ethic, too. So, like, that's what school is. It is teaching kids how to do that at an increasingly more difficult level, while also hopefully introducing them to ideas and topics that stir up passions in them that make them want to pursue something with their life later on. Like that is the purpose of school. Mm -hmm. At least that's the, that is the purpose of education on the whole. Is our education system promoting that? No, Mm -hmm. I don't think it does that at all. Our education system promotes getting good grades and getting high scores on tests in order to, advance yep life isn't about good grades and high scores on tests that's not what the real world looks like that is not what growing as an individual looks like that's not what developing relationships with people looks like at no point is that the situation you don't pass a friend's test you don't but that's not a thing so hopefully this process shows people that and some kind of overhaul is in the works because what could easily happen is all of a sudden May rolls around and kids are back in school or next year rolls around and kids are back in school and then parents just go, well, they're back in school, so everything's fine again. Like, no, everything is not fine. The system sucks and something needs to change. And and so I genuinely hope something does, Mm -hmm. but that's what... That's yeah. where I meant. Yeah. I think this whole situation is going to bring a lot of things like that into light and help people like kind of gain a better understanding of things that like need more improving or need like a change in perspective. So, you know, I'm sad we're in the situation, but I'm kind of in a way looking forward to like what comes out of it yeah. in the end. So definitely. Yeah. What comes out of it should be important. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. All right. Good last question. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for making time. Didn't work out last time, but you made it here today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It was fun. Your your path to arrive this morning was a struggle and an adventure, but you made it. That is true. And, <laughs> and I'm very thankful for your storytelling. 
Oh man, this is great. But yeah, it's great to have you. Great to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, once again, this is from Bob's office. Follow us on social media such as Instagram and Twitter at f r o m b o b s o f f i c. That is from Bob's office. My name is Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Bomber. I'm Seth Hoskins. Have, Have a great a day. phenomenal day. We were supposed to do that together. <laughs>